Just give us one hour, and we'll help you change the way you think about happiness. Harvesting Happiness with Lisa Cypress Kamen is a fresh talk radio approach promoting happiness from the inside out. Happiness is a choice, and happiness can be cultivated and harvested. Each week, Lisa shines her light on well-being and global human flourishing by presenting a diverse and proactive collection of the greatest thinkers and doers who have devoted their lives to creating a better world in which to live. As a filmmaker, positive psychology coach, author, professor, and change agent specializing in the field of happiness, Lisa Cybers Kamen is widely recognized as an expert in the field. On the show, she also focuses on military families and service personnel returning with PTSD, traumatic brain injury, and other post-deployment civilian life reintegration issues. So, let's spend some time getting to the heart of the matter on Harvesting Happiness on toginet.com. And now, here's your host, Lisa cypress Kamen. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, wherever you are. Welcome to Harvesting Happiness Talk Radio, where we explore the very serious business of happiness, sustainable well-being, and human flourishing. We are not talking about the annoying yellow smiley face. No, 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 no. We are talking about something much deeper and critical to the success of humanity. Authentic happiness is not selfish, egotistical, or narcissistic. In fact, it is essential in order for humankind to thrive. Sustainable happiness is important because it not only elevates our own well-being locally, but also contributes to collective global flourishing. The achievement of a happy life is not only positively good for us, it is constructively good for those around us. In short, happiness matters. Happiness comes from the heart, and this show is all about the heart. Today is September 11th, a day that will forever be emblazoned in our hearts and minds. And I wanted to read to you something uh, very short and sweet that came in to be uh, this morning from one of our colleagues, Lori at Real Beauty Is. And she writes about heroism. And we're all about heroism, celebrating the hero within each and every one of us, and certainly in celebrating and supporting the heroes who have served our country and abroad in our armed services. But she writes about courage. Um, You simply have to have the courage to be yourself. One of my favorite sayings is it takes great courage to grow up and be who you really are. And it does take courage to rescue yourself from suffering, to examine your habits, to make a change, to hold a different perspective, to overcome fear, and to see who it is you really are. So on this day, I just want to remind everybody to take a moment of memory, take a moment of savoring for all the good things that your life does stand for. And also, we are in the midst of Suicide Awareness and Prevention Week, both in the United States of America and globally. And it's during this week that we take rise and pay attention to the stigma that is associated with mental illness and how we as individuals can reach out and touch the hearts and minds of those who are suffering, who feel that there is no hope, no belief, and no reason for living. And if you know of somebody who is suffering quietly and silently and desperately in depression, reach out to them because letting them know they are not alone may be the difference from them 
staying alive or taking their life. And certainly uh, living is an act of courage and living joyfully is the best revenge. So onward and upward with the show, because today we're talking about having a love affair with your money. All right. And I'm here today in the first segment with Aoife O'Leary. Aoife O'Leary hails from Dublin, Ireland. She is a singer, songwriter, and has followed her passion from touring the United States and Europe with her band Moth Complex. She's releasing a CD and has a song available for gameplay on Rock Band Network. Aoife has great prosperity in terms of experience with music, but with money, was less reliable at times. She's received thousands in income and support and at other times was the proverbial struggling artist. She began writing a book and in her research, she studied those who were living their passions and prospering in different areas from fashion to marketing, to sport, to online businesses. And she decided to create the virtual summit, Live Your Passion and Prosper, so she could share this information with everyone else who wants to learn. And I want to learn, and I also want to share. And I'm thrilled to share that I'm one of Ife's guest participants in this fabulous audio summit. Welcome and good morning or good evening from Ireland or to yes. Ireland. Yes, hello. Thank hello. you. <laughs> oh, well, thank you for being with us here today. I am thrilled that you are here, and I would love for you to show, share with us um, some of the experts who are featured in the virtual summit. Mm, well, I had, well, yourself, you're a wonderful expert, and your, your interview is live today. And I wanted to kind of get people from all different um, walks of life, from people, people who had interests in all sorts of different areas, and that their passion for a living was the theme. So I interviewed Andy Page, who is NBC Celebrity Apprentices head of their makeup and their hair and um, wardrobe department. And I also interviewed um, Mark Sherwood, who's on the other end of the spectrum. He's a champion bodybuilder. He's a 24 year veteran of um, the Oklahoma State Police and SWAT team. And I interviewed people who had worked in movies or uh, Sarah Shaw, she's a celebrity designer and she worked on movies like Ocean's Eleven and, and stuff like this. And then also marketing experts, business experts, sports people, you know, so just people all across the board, really, who, who just their own passion for whatever they're focused on and they're spending their time on is what was driving them. What are mm -hmm. some of the questions you ask the experts to share about living their passions and prospering? Mostly I ask them about um, what it feels to live like that, how that, what their own personal journey was to uh, commit really to living um, a life of passion and prosperity and what they would say to people who might want to do the same, but for whatever reasons in their lives might be in situations where they're struggling or they're, they're holding themselves back. Or on the other end of the spectrum, people who be creative people who have ideas and ideas and ideas, but just aren't focused or committed and really um really able to tie down um, into a particular path. So all those kinds of, of ideas, of questions were, were what I asked. Mm. Let's talk a little bit about the feedback. You know, I'm sure people are giving you feedback as to what they're, uh, from when they're listening to these uh, guest uh, summits. And yeah. is there a theme that you're getting from people? Any uh, similar responses? Yes, I think, well, 
there with even with ask, asking the questions, I expected that after a while responses would be similar and and that really didn't happen as much as I expected. I mean, obviously people have a, a similar approach and, and really the, the big thing that came across was about relaxing into the flow of life, finding your flow and um, and trusting, I think, and, and being willing to sort of follow a journey um, rather than set it out rigidly, decide on it and go in a, in a particular direction. And people were focused on um gratitude and being present and being kind of alert to, to the good in in life as it exists for you even if it's not your ideal in the present but um whereas there there were those uh, kind of commonalities there i never got to a stage where i knew the answer that was coming when i asked a question mm. and that was, that was amazing because different people would have especially when i'd ask about say how to help people who really wanted to follow their passion but were blocked people the response from different experts about ways to unblock work really different and that was amazing <laughs> so i never got to a point where i i thought oh and i know what this is gonna be i know what this is gonna i was always surprised so that was wonderful well life is like that it is those box of chocolates and you never know what you're going to get i want to give our listeners the um contact points to learn more about what you're doing you can go to www dot live your passion and prosper dot com um, that is the website on twitter you are at passion prosper and then yes. on facebook it is live your passion and prosper and i'll give those again we're, we're almost out of time but i want, have a couple more quick questions i wanted to be sure i gave the plug out into the ethers Thank because you. the program is live now you can yes. register and access uh, how many experts are there ife I have uh, 21 and two bonus experts and it's completely free as well. And there's no catches. It's completely free. And there's, that's it. You know, it's, it's what I wanted to share with people because I want to know this stuff and I know other people do as well. We all want to know, even those who are in the flow of living and doing what it is that makes our heart sing, we mm. can always be better. And I think that that is a, a, a talking point here that mm. when we uh, stay in stasis, you know, where things don't move, we don't grow and thrive. And one of the goals for me in my work, and I know in yours, is continue to grow and transform and transcend. Yes, it's the very nature of being a human being. It's being, it's present tense. You never get it done. You never get finished. There's always opportunities for growth and change. And there's so much excitement that we can open ourselves up to. It's not necessarily an easy path, change or, or uncertainty, but it's definitely the one where there's real aliveness, aliveness and vibrancy and, and love and fun. <laughs> and that's what it's for, right? Love and fun, which fits so perfectly with the theme of our show today, you know, this, this love affair with money and prosperity from a conscious perspective, yeah. from a heart-centered a heart place that, you know, greed is good. You know, the old credo of the 80s and the Wall Street era doesn't apply in the yeah. paradigm today. No, it doesn't at all. And one of the things that I really learned also about prosperity, that this was a real common theme that I loved, is that it's more in the giving than the receiving because the giving implies abundance. Oh, and we are going to give. We are out of time. So we are going to give, 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 give the contact information for oh. liveyourpassionandprosper.com. On Twitter, it is at Passion Prosper. On Facebook, Live Your Passion and Prosper. Please join Ife O'Leary and myself and 22 other 
cool, fun guests at yeah. the virtual summit, which is on now. It's free. It doesn't cost you a dime. It is uh, the ultimate in karma points that was created <laughs> by Aoife O'Leary. Um, and it was such a pleasure having you on the show. And we will have you back again. With a, We'll circle back to this in a few months because this is going to be a reoccurring theme for us on the show in 2014. So thank you. Here's a big virtual hug from me to you. (laughs) And coming right back at you. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. Here we go. Here come the tunes. I wanted to make a difference. I wanted to fight. We know that life is tough and that happiness can and does live along with adversity. We'll be right back to explain how on Harvesting Happiness with Lisa Cypress-Kamen on toginet.com. Like us on Facebook at Harvesting Happiness and on Twitter at HH Talk Radio. Lisa returns with more of Harvesting Happiness following this short break. Nothing gives happiness like a free gift. Lisa Cypress came and has made her first ebook, Got Happiness Now? Eight Keys to Unlocking a Joyful Life. Available at no cost to everyone. Unwrap your complimentary copy now by visiting www.harvestinghappinesstalkradio.com. Are you or do you know a returning U.S. military man or woman in need of restoring joy in their lives? Did you know that our nonprofit, Harvesting Happiness for Heroes, offers stigma-free combat trauma and post-deployment reintegration programming? Check us out at www.hh4heroes.org. That's HH, the number four, and heroes.org. Happiness is an inside job. Wear the message on T-shirts, baseball caps, sterling silver designer jewelry, and more. Please visit our online boutique at www.harvestinghappiness.com. Welcome back to Harvesting Happiness with Lisa Cypress-Kamen on Toginet, the show dedicated to promoting happiness because happiness is a choice and happiness can be cultivated and harvested. So let's get back to it. It's Harvesting Happiness on toginet.com. And now back to your host, Lisa Cypress-Kamen. Welcome back to Harvesting Happiness Talk Radio. If you are just joining us now, I urge you to go to iTunes and download this podcast because we are talking about having a love affair with your money, about really feeling passionate not only about what you do, and the, but the way you create the prosperity that comes into your life. And my next guest, who we have been trying to get on this show for months and months, and we're so grateful she is here, is Kate Northrup. Kate created financial freedom for herself at the age of 28 through building a team of more than 1,000 wellness experts or entrepreneurs in the network marketing industry. Her philosophy is that if you free yourself financially, you can be fully present to your purpose on the planet. Amen, sister. Her philosophy is that if you free yourself... (laughs) (laughs) Really, it's true. I mean, it gives me a a big chuckle, but it's true. She is the author of the best-selling book, Money, A Love Story. Untangle your financial woes and create the life you really want. Kate and her work have been featured on the Today Show, Yahoo Finance, the Huffington Post, Glamour, redrefinery29.com, 
Prima Magazine, Soul and Spirit, and more. She continues to mentor entrepreneurs in creating financial freedom. To learn more about her, and we will tell you about how to contact her later, but her website is katenorthrup.com. She's got a free quiz there, which I'm going to have to do to find out what my relationship uh, with money is and what it says about me. So welcome. Good morning. Good morning. Thanks so much for having me. Oh, I, I am just delighted to have you, and I'm just making sure that the uh, ether gods are not playing tricks with me and that you're here, because my sound is uh, going a little wonky. So let's just, let's talk about your book, Money, A Love Story. Talk about the love story. Yeah. The romance of it all. So the love story is, yeah, the romance of it all, well, you know, for so many people, they have a love-hate relationship with money, and we have to deal with our money every day for the rest of our lives. So why not make it a source of love and why not infuse the whole thing with love because there's so much fear and shame and uh, guilt and all this icky stuff that surrounds money. So I wanted to write this book as an invitation for people to have a conscious, loving relationship with money and start to create that reality instead of the alternative, which we've been living for years. And uh, I think we need a new story. We do need a new story. And what I love about the subject matter of our show today, you know, this whole concept of passion and prosperity and coming from the heart. And we'll talk about this a little bit later. And I dare say infusing it with spirituality. And we're not talking about God when we're talking about spirituality. Mm. Money takes on a completely different meaning. Yes. The exchange is different. So often... It is. And so often in the personal growth community and certainly in the spirituality community, um, money gets left out of the conversation. And instead, you can use your financial life as a place to practice the spiritual principles and the personal growth principles that you're learning in relationship and in your own you know, journey into being more conscious and mindful. And, and your money can be another playground to use that stuff because Again, it, it is part of our lives. There's nothing wrong with the material world. We are human beings having a physical experience, <laughs> and, and money is part of that. Exactly. And while money doesn't buy happiness, it makes the journey a lot more comfortable. It certainly does. And money, uh, money does not buy happiness, but if we can align our spending choices with our values, because value is really, um, money, I'm sorry, money is really a stand-in for what we value. It's, it was created as a exchange, so we could trade value for value as humans. When we can align our spending with our values, we actually can get a lot more emotional bang for our buck. So instead of just spending on things that you think you should have or that your mother thinks you should have or things that would make you look a certain way, instead figure out what your values are and then spend your money on your values. And it won't buy happiness, but it will certainly get you a lot more emotional gratification than if you're just spending money without thinking about it. Mm, you make a good point. But I also want to talk about when we speak about the bang for the buck, and I want to add, add the word lust in there because we're women and women love a good pair mm. of shoes, right? So there, there, <laughs> yeah. is, there, is, there is a happiness <laughs> spike that comes from 
getting those fabulous pairs of uh, a pair of shoes or whatever that is that's symbolic to you of sort of stepping into your diva. You know, you kind of get that 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 jolt of happiness. And it's important I think to recognize that mm-hmm. and not negate that as part of this uh financial relationship thing that we're talking about. I'm so glad you brought that up because <laughs> enjoying beauty and enjoying feeling sexy or feeling, you know, whatever abundant, whatever the adjective is for you is okay. Again, it's part of be of the human experience. We are sentient beings. We have emotional lives. We have rich emotional lives, especially as women. And sometimes buying shoes and you know, decorating a home and having a gorgeous meal, those things cost money and they are absolutely can be part of that enjoyment of divine radiant substance of the abundance of like being on the planet. And some some forms of abundance are free, like having a walk in nature or swimming in the ocean. I mean, those can give you a lot of emotional bang for your buck as well. But it's they're all part and parcel of the same thing, which is, the enjoyment and living full out in your daily life as a human being, even if you are on the spiritual path. Like, we live in bodies, and part of living in a body is pleasure and emotion and and feeling those things. So there's nothing wrong with um, going out and buying a great pair of shoes and feeling fabulous about that, as long as it's coming from a place of you have the money to do that and you're doing it consciously, not trying to create not trying to get something out of buying shoes that you're not going to get like um it's really unsustainable to be shopping because you are feeling emotionally empty and you're trying to fill a hole but if you're shopping and you're feeling really full and really fabulous and it's just adding to that then that's a really great thing to do beautifully put let's talk about debt because this is <clears throat> this is the the, the side yeah. of the of fin- the financial realm that scares most people most people, most Americans, let's just say Americans, have a huge amount of debt. We have more debt than any other uh, country per, per person, per capita. Mm-hmm. We do. And debt can be, um, I was actually just on my mom's radio show on Hay House Radio, uh, Dr. Christian Northrup, her show Flourish. And she said that, you know, we used to put people in prison for, there was debtor's prison. You know, it was us- it was like that bad in our history, in our uh, written history, to be in debt. And now we don't put people in debtor's prison, but we put ourselves in debtor's prison in our mind <laughs> because mm. we we let that weigh so heavily on us. And there's a lot of assumption in our culture that beating ourselves up buys us something, and that suffering buys us something, and so. I know when I was in debt, I was in over $20,000 worth of credit card debt in my early 20s. And I spent a long time beating myself up about that. And if I, and I sort of thought if I just felt enough guilt and if I made myself wrong enough, maybe I would change my spending behavior. And it wasn't until I shifted that and I began to have compassion for myself and use financial consciousness as an avenue of self-love that I was able to pay off that debt relatively quickly. And I hadn't been able to make a dent in it for years from the, from the you know, getting out the flail and beating myself up about it perspective. So that shift is really important, is deciding to shift our mental perspective on debt and how we feel about it first. And then when we can lighten the load emotionally about our debt, 
by feeling gratitude for what we've been able to enjoy as a result of spending that money, by having compassion for ourselves at the time we made those spending decisions, those things, then we can lighten the load and get um, emotional energy and just literal physical energy to pay it off faster from a place of compassion and love as opposed to from a place of guilt and shame and beating ourselves up. Um, What are a couple of tips that you can share with the listeners about getting out of debt? A couple of steps that we can take right here, right now, today. Say, today's the day I'm going to blank. Great. Number one, tell the truth. There's so much (laughs) shame surrounding debt and just finances in general. And getting all of your papers together and writing down what you owe and to whom and by when and what the interest rate is, is an incredibly powerful step. It might feel scary. I know for me it felt incredibly scary, and I had all the bills scattered around, and I never really knew the total of what I owed. But getting it all in one place and totaling it up and getting honest with myself about my numbers was actually incredibly energizing. As soon as I I did that, I felt like a superhero. I felt like I can do anything because now I know where I'm at. And it felt immediately less shameful to tell the truth about my situation than to try to hide it and, and even be in denial about it myself. So that's step one. Tell the truth. Get clear on, on what you owe and to whom. Step two is begin to shift your perspective on the debt. So I, I've heard this somewhere, and I can't remember who I got it from, but um, to rename bills invoices for blessings already received. And I really oh, wow. love that concept because – isn't that nice? It is. It's <laughs> so often there's nice. This, <laughs> so often there's this drudgery and heaviness of like, oh, I got to pay my credit card bill and blah, blah, blah. And it's as though somebody else is like doing it to you. It's as though, you know, this, this bill was foisted <laughs> upon you. And, and we have, you know, you are the one who got out the credit card bill, your credit card uh, to, be, to pay for something. You're the one who made that choice. And so why not own our decisions and go back in time and say, you know, I may have this $10,000 credit card balance that I'm paying off, but, you know, here are the blessings that I've received from that $10,000. I mean, remember those incredible shoes that I bought at Nordstrom, and, and I put it on credit at the time, and I wouldn't make that choice today, but you know what? I wore those on my first date with my husband, and I felt gorgeous, and we had the best time. You know, so go through the statement and actually revisit the value that you received in exchange for the money that you may still be paying off, but that you can still, especially because you're still paying it off, still relive and enjoy that value and remember and get into gratitude for that. So maybe for student loans, get into gratitude for your degree or the incredible eye-opening knowledge you you gained during those years, whatever it is. And that shift is powerful. Um, We are going to go to a break. To shift about your debt. Kate, I'm sorry to interrupt you. We're going to go to a break. And when we come back, I would love to stay on this point about um, the getting out of debt, the immediate immediate interventions. You're listening to Harvesting Happiness Talk Radio with myself, of course, and Kate Northrup. To learn more, go to katenorthrup.com. Here come the tunes. We will be back. We know that life is tough and that happiness can and does live along with adversity. We'll be right back to explain how on Harvesting Happiness with Lisa Cypress Kamen on toginet.com. 
Like us on Facebook at Harvesting Happiness and on Twitter at HH Talk Radio. Lisa returns with more of Harvesting Happiness following this short break. Like what you hear on Harvesting Happiness Talk Radio? Subscribe to us on iTunes and get your weekly dose of joy downloaded free and easily to your computer or portable device. That's Harvesting Happiness Talk Radio on iTunes. likes to win, enter our weekly contests at Harvesting Happiness on Facebook, where we give away our guests' books, music, film, and products each week. In addition, we also do great Harvesting Happiness giveaways, like free coaching sessions with Lisa Cypress Cayman, Lisa's Books, Happiness First Aid Kits, H-Factor Where Is Your Heart documentary film, Happiness is an inside job products, including the Sterling Silver Infinity Bracelet that benefit Harvesting Happiness for Heroes, a nonprofit whose mission is to assist our returning military personnel and their loved ones challenged by combat trauma and other post-deployment reintegration issues. Join us at Harvesting Happiness on Facebook. Nothing gives happiness like a free gift. Lisa Cypress Cayman has made her first ebook, Got Happiness Now? Eight Keys to Unlocking a Joyful Life, available at no cost to everyone. Unwrap your complimentary copy now by visiting www.harvestinghappinesstalkradio.com. Welcome back to Harvesting Happiness with Lisa Cypress Kamen on Toginet, the show dedicated to promoting happiness because happiness is a choice and happiness can be cultivated and harvested. So let's get back to it. It's Harvesting Happiness on Toginet.com. And now back to your host, Lisa Cypress Kamen. Welcome back to our show, which today, which is all about the love of money, the love affair of money, the love affair of creating passion and prosperity in one's life, which ties so perfectly into the result being happiness, well-being, contentment, peace, balance, and love. So my guest today is Kate Northrup. She created financial freedom for herself at the age of 28, and we are talking about interventions that we can set in motion today right here and now about getting out of debt. So Kate, give us some more amazing tips about how we can reframe the negative connotations we have about debt and money into positive ones that serve us. Great. So I had shared step number one, tell the truth about where you're at, add it all up. Step number two, change your mindset about money and get into gratitude for the things you actually bought <laughs> with that debt and relive the gratitude and the value re- you received. And then step number three um, is actually it, to order, and I got this from Adam Baker of Man Versus Debt, is to rank your debts in order of their emotional impact on you. Basically, how stressed out do you feel about them? And pay off the ones that make you feel the worst first. So Mm. traditional wisdom would have us pay off the ones with the highest interest rate. But, you know, sometimes the highest interest rate is a credit card, and we honestly don't care what the credit card company thinks of us. But we've got this debt for maybe $2,000 to our parents, and every time we see them, we feel awful. So pay that one off first. 
because the amount of um, lightness you'll feel as a result will be much higher proportionally to the, to the lightness that you would feel from paying off the higher interest credit card. So pay off the ones with the highest emotional impact first and use that extra emotional energy to get the momentum to pay off the others. Um, and then another great thing you can do, super practical, is uh, look at your living expenses. You know, so look at how much you spend on a monthly basis. Look at what you earn on a monthly basis. And look at ways to simplify your living, even just temporarily. Simplify your living and increase your income. And the best way to look at increasing your income is not, oh, how can I make money? But instead asking, how can I add more value? Whose life can I add more value to? And from that place, you can increase your income much more than just thinking about how can I make more money. Mm, I love this. This is about, it's about the giving. It's about what, what can you give. Yes. And as a result, the, the, um, you will receive. And I love this, this setup because it is the way of business in the new paradigm, this new post-recessionary paradigm. Yes. Let's yeah. talk about your own journey to financial freedom and how you started your business and the client base that you serve and how you serve now through it. Great. So I, my own money journey is that I started a business in the network marketing industry or direct sales with a company called USANA when I was 18 years old uh, with a dream to build financial freedom by the age of 30 so that I could stay home with my kids one day. And I built that business. I was, I was quite successful with it early on. I built it during college. And when I graduated, I did not have to get a job. But I moved to New York, and I got myself into quite a bit of debt, into $20,000 worth of debt. Um, I was just unconsciously spending, and I did a sort of spiritual bypass where I thought if I just did enough affirmations that somehow my money life would take care of itself, and I didn't actually do the part, you know, as you pray, move your feet. I didn't pay attention to my <laughs> – I just didn't pay attention. I didn't pay attention to what I was making versus how much I was spending. And all of those um, ideas of traditional personal finance uh, felt really limiting, and they felt like deprivation to me. So I had to set up a path for myself to have financial consciousness be from a place of love and a place of self-care as, as opposed to a feeling of deprivation or making myself feel like I had been bad or I had been wrong. And so I did that through um, a series of different things. One simple, simple thing I did is I started checking my bank account balance every morning and having a morning practice of gratitude for my, the abundance that I had. So even if my bank account balance was only $15, or even if sometimes it was negative because I was in overdraft, I would still take that moment in the morning to practice focusing on gratitude for the ways that my life was abundant. So that was a one thing that I did that was super practical, and I, I was pretty remedial. Like, I was a real avoider. So just starting with checking my bank account balance was a big deal for me, and I know that's something that everybody listening can do. They can implement that practice. I set an alarm on my Google Calendar so that it popped up to remind me. And then I really went about looking at the ways in my life that I was not valuing myself enough and what, because I knew that if money is a stand-in for what we value and I want to give more value in the world, 
I need to first value myself because I know that the, the amount I can add value to the world, the volume on that will be turned way up if I first value myself. And so I looked and I saw that there were some business relationships and ways I was behaving in my business where I was not valuing myself. So I unraveled some of those relationships. I unraveled those partnerships and stepped out on my own to be of service. So I started doing more writing. I started a blog. I started um, teaching workshops called Women and Wealth, which became the basis for my book. And I started um, having my own team identity within my USANA business as opposed to hiding behind my mom and her brand, which was an important piece of learning for me as well. So those were some of the practical things I did to begin to value myself more and really learn, okay, you're enough, you can do this on your own, you have enough to give. And I, I, that was holding me back in a big way, income-wise, was that belief that I didn't have what it took on my own. Mm. And the, mm. the USANA brand and the, the is, USANA brand is, is still part of your business or no? Of your business or no? It is. Yep. Building, I I built create I built uh, financial freedom through the model of network marketing or direct sales, and that's been one of the most fabulous things in my life. It's one of the avenues I recommend. There are certainly many other avenues as well to creating financial freedom, uh, but for me it was the one that worked the best, and so that's still a part of what I do. And so I mentor wellness entrepreneurs with a company called USANA, and I mentor them in bringing USANA in as a product partner in their business. Got it. Understood. And then when your own personal brand of Kate Northrup, are you doing workshops? Uh, are you what, doing what, workshops? what are you doing and how are you helping others to gain financial freedom and love? Financial freedom and love. Great. So I do a weekly video on Friday called Financial Freedom Friday, which is a 10-minute or less little nugget and action step that you can take towards creating financial well-being in your life. So you can find those at katenorthup.com. I also am teaching a course this fall called the Money Love Course, which is a four-session class which will help you make, grow, give, and receive more value in the world. And I have a bonus session with that that